Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I'm joined by none other than the one, the only, Mario Amaral. What's going the on, house. In the house, man. I'm in the house. In the house? In the house. I'm a little under the weather, so I'm in the house. Well, uh, then make sure... You don't even sneeze once, because if you do, I'm not editing it out. We're going to keep it. All right. We'll just keep it all, you know, original. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not really in the sneezing scenario. I'm more of like sore throat, a little bit of gestion. Uh, I need need the lozenges, bro. Yeah, I got that. That stick, man, inside joke here. You know, the drug stick, man. Oh, the drug stick, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the uncle drug stick, yo. <laughs> the uncle drug stick. <laughs> I found out recently uh, that uh, Marky's uh, uncle here is addicted to the Vicks uh, inhaling stick. I don't know if uh, yeah, people he, know what that is. He's got an addiction to it. Yeah, so I sent him a photo and I was like, yo. Your uncle forgot his drugs at my house, and it was like that Vic stick <laughs> that you basically sniff. You know what's funny about that moment? Because later you texted me, you're like, oh, I guess it's not funny. Well, I got the text while I was on the subway, so the photo didn't load. So I was like, right. your, your uncle left your drugs in my house. I was so confused, bro. And then later I when I saw the that. photo, I probably just forgot to respond back to you. Yeah, I realized that it wasn't going through as an iMessage. It kept on trying to uh, make it a a regular text message. So I assumed there was something going on there. Like you must have been in the subway. Yeah, there was. There, there, there was. I was in the subway, and uh, but you, uh, you just mentioned it was going through weird. So a couple of events happened recently. More on your side than on my side. On my side, I bought two new pairs of shoes yesterday, and they are great. On your side, you switched to Android for a while. I did. I did switch to Android. I had, um, I wouldn't even say my yearly itch because it's every few months, basically, that I have a little itch to to just try Android again. And uh, I'm a big fan of Android as as an OS, right? Um. I really, I think I really wanted to try out um, the OnePlus, the yeah. OnePlus 6T. So, so, so I just want to cover, so for those of you who don't know, every basically six months, uh, my buddy here, Mario, decides that he's going to switch from uh, iOS to Android, and then generally he realizes that he misses a lot of things from Apple or iOS and goes back, but... The main thing was he wanted to try the experience again. So you went out and you picked up a OnePlus 6T, right? And a Samsung Galaxy Watch? No, no. I picked up the... No, the um, TicWatch Pro, right? The TicWatch Pro, correct. Okay. Um, Which is named one of the best smartwatches on the Android platform if you're looking for a watch that works on the android platform I mean, that, let's be real that's not very high praise because the experience no. is not that integrated yet so. we'll get we'll get into that um we'll get but that. but yeah so um i think for the sake of this episode uh like tell us uh tell us because uh, i'm also in the clues here so i'm gonna pretend like i'm a listener as well but tell us your experience with the OnePlus 6T, like you, you basically, uh, you bought it directly from the manufacturer. You got it in same with the tick watch. 
Uh, and from that point, like what was, what was your, like your process and your thoughts and how, how did you feel about the whole thing? How long did you keep it? Let's start there. How long did you I, keep it for? I used it about, uh, two weeks. Okay. So you had it for two so solid for two weeks. weeks. Okay. Two solid weeks. Yeah. And, and, um, okay. So yeah, l- let us know. L- t- tell me what, what was it like? What it, I, I know one of the things that you said, and I know I'm a bit rambling here, but you said that you like the gestures, very apple yes. gestures. Yes. Okay, so my experience right off the bat. Received the device. The unboxing of the device is very premium, right? So you unbox it. It feels like a quality phone. doesn't feel like you're getting like some cheap, you know, Chinese-made phone that comes with like um, – and what I mean by cheap is like um, you get some phones in there like in a little plastic bag. Or okay. a little bit of bubble wrap, you know what I mean? That, that that's cheap. That's a cheap unboxing, right? That's yeah. your official China, you know, hundred dollar phone, um, straight out of the box, cheap. Okay, so if anybody knows the OnePlus Six T, it's uh, it's come a long way, and even their first device was like their biggest hit out there was like their, you know, their mark on the market was like, hey, listen, this is what we can do for a great price, and we listen to what people want. So I got this device, opened it up. The unboxing is great, just like it was on the 3T and and the previous, even the original had a had a crazy unboxing, which is part of it. Trust me, people. Like at least for me, the unboxing is an experience I enjoy. Yeah. So <clears throat> I received it, took it out, felt great. Came with uh, you know your case, your fast charging, your adapter for your regular headphones. It doesn't have headphones. And then let me get right into it. Setting it up just like any other Android phone. This is running, you know, Android uh, um, eight. It's running Pi out, out of the box, or no, out of the box. I think was uh, it might have been Pi with a, with an update. Uh, you're right. It might have been Pi out of the box. I can't remember if it came with eight and updated to Pi, but I'm pretty sure it was Pi. Because um, I know of all the, the companies, box. they've been kind of on the like, hey, we should probably release phones with the latest OS. So as I was saying, I get. I get this device comes out of the box, Android Pie. There's a security update for it. Super excited. Yep. Start setting it up. Okay. First time trying the in-screen fingerprint sensor. This is a big selling point. This is a gen. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a new <clears throat> thing, right? Yeah, that's a new thing. Uh, and this, this is your is this is your first time trying one of those too. First right? time trying it. Yeah, okay. first time. I want to hear your thoughts, but go ahead, continue. So I'm setting this up, and I have to say. Okay, it's not as fast as your, uh, you know, regular scanning uh, fingerprint scanner. They're they're super quick. They're on like I don't know what gen by now, but they're like perfected, you know. But still, it works. Yeah, it works like like it's not like oh my god, I have to wait here an hour. It's still faster than like an iPhone six. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So it's 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 awesome to have that fingerprint scanner right there. I did find myself because I was used to Android phones, always touching the back for the fingerprint. Yeah. So I did find myself like, Oh, I got to go to the fingerprint scanner on the back. But I have to say, I didn't use it as much as I probably should have to test out. Like it's, you know, like the how phone good it, or the actual fingerprint, the sensor. fingerprint scanner. And I'll okay. tell you why. Yeah. So they do have a face unlock, which isn't, uh, you know, like Apple's uh, face unlock. It isn't. It isn't the same thing. It isn't as secure. Yeah. It's but not, they do it's have not that biometric. It doesn't have a lot of biometric sensors looking right. at your face. It's just using your, your camera, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot but of the it, other companies. Right. 
it did unlock it really quick. But another feature it has that uh, Apple doesn't use because of probably security issues as well is um, it has trusted devices and trusted locations, but I wouldn't use trusted locations. So so trusted locations just for those. I'm going to try and figure this out on the fly. Okay. You're going to tell me if I'm right. So trusted locations is when you're on the, I guess, Wi-Fi of a location that is trusted to you, then the phone is always unlocked, right? Right. So I, I, I think trusted location is just based on GPS and not the Wi-Fi. Okay. And then trusted devices is the same thing. If you're wearing a watch and that's a trusted device, then your phone will always be unlocked. If you're not wearing the watch, then it will be locked. Or if the phone was taken away from the watch and lost Bluetooth, like let's say you lost it or stolen connection, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And it would automatically lock and it wouldn't let you unlock. Okay. So I use trusted uh, devices, the Bluetooth watch, the Tick Pro. Uh, watch i use that so i didn't really have to unlock my phone very often it was just unlocked because i had the trusted devices on so i didn't get to use the fingerprint as much as i should have but i did try um the fingerprint at night because one of the complaints were it is super bright uh because it has to illuminate the screen underneath so that it, it could uh, so take a photo your, of your, yeah, your so finger, you can see right? your fingerprint um and another thing so is just, this that, f- just for a quick little tidbit here does that just that section of the screen light up or is right, it just the entire that section. screen? It's just that section. Okay. It's a really cool thing. I saw like the um, the breakdown of the phone in a video. And once they take out that little sensor behind it, like you can see through the phone. Oh, really? But you don't – you can't see this like on like the screen. You can see through the pixels basically. You can see through the pixels, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I guess cuz that's the way an AMOLED screen works, correct? So you yeah. you can see through the pixels. You can see through like um they took up the fingerprint scanner in this video that I was watching this two YouTube video and they shine a light through it and you could see like the circle of where the scanner was underneath cuz you could see right through the screen. That's pretty dope. That's cool. Yeah. So um Another thing, uh, so uh, did it get really bright? Yeah, it got kind of bright when it was illuminating the area, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm, it's gonna blind me. What did blind me, and I and I wanted to try this out, was unlocking. They have a feature uh, in the phone because just like Apple, you can unlock in the dark without the screen illuminating because it uses different sensors. Of course, they have to do it by illuminating the screen. Man, that will blind you. <laughs> it just puts on like. Imagine flashlight mode on a screen that yeah. doesn't have a flashlight or like on a watch. Just straight white just pixels look, at yeah. the brightest possible. Yeah, you're like unlocking your phone and it just blinds the shit out of you. You're like, holy shit. Imagine, so that, imagine that in the middle of the night, man. Yeah, right? So I turned that off. Um, but let me get to the nitty gritty. Number one, the phone quality wise feels great. Okay, and one of the things I fell in love with instantly was how big that screen was and the ratio to um you know um bezel to screen yeah is on point and it has a, it has a little point. teardrop camera, it has the little right? teardrop camera notch they call you know notch yeah which like basically gives you the full screen like all the time like i'm telling you right now i'm gonna say this right here if it wasn't for the watch I would have stuck with that phone. I fell in love with that phone as an Android experience, which is, as we said before in our in our um, in our episodes, is not very different. So, from so iOS I would say, experience. would you be comfortable saying or recommending this phone 
to anyone looking to go to Android but loves iOS? One hundred percent. If they're not, if they're not like deeply into the ecosystem, and they don't, they don't use the watch, and you're looking for a cheaper alternative with, like, all the great uh, specs and features, definitely one hundred percent. If you want to pick up a phone, where you could be like, wow, number one, price. Let's let's just start there. Price. It starts at seven hundred and nineteen dollars Canadian. It's shipped for free. You will pay taxes on that. It does. Um, it includes 128 gigabytes of uh, internal storage, no expandable storage, which trust me, there's a lot of reasons they do that. Um, and that includes six gigs of RAM. I did personally upgrade to the I think it's uh, $769 just for the extra two gigs of RAM. Same internal internal storage. It's got like a Snapdragon 845, I think. So why why do they make you pay extra just for is it just a RAM difference or it's just a RAM difference. That's all you're paying for is that RAM difference. Is it because it's smoother or is, like what is so the reason I paid, for just two gigs extra? Um, it's supposed to – well, remember, RAM basically mostly on like any device is all about keeping things in the background in the same state that you left them in. So you can like go into a million apps, get back into them super quick because they're saved using that RAM. I saw comparisons online of like the 6 gig versus the the 8 gig model <clears throat> there wasn't a huge difference there was a few more apps that were left in that state versus yeah. the 6 gig ram but it wasn't a difference that mattered now here's the thing about ram right now in phones 6 gig and I'm talking about android phones 6 gig is like the sweet spot 8 gig is just a little bit above that sweet spot 10 gig is overkill and anything above that right now is just overkill it's just useless it's really but mind blowing that we have devices that require 8 and almost 10 gigs of ram that's crazy right and they don't and they don't like these phones could run on 4 gigs no problem they're just not keeping i think people want expect so many things from a device nowadays that it's like oneplus is trying to like grab that bar and just put it a little bit higher and and not charge you up the woohoo you know what i mean uh for it and and that's what i get to give them props for like listen this doesn't come with like a uh you uh uhd screen like oh well i think you would still call it a uhd screen but it doesn't come with like a 4k screen you know what i mean like it isn't crazy it's like a little bit above 1080 i think yeah but most most uh most non Apple, most Apple phones, the iPhones are not HD screens. Right, like b uh, way beyond maybe 2K. Like they might be 2K, but nothing beyond that. Right, like I, you, I just don't see the need for a 4K screen on a 4K phone. Like you know, but, but this ahead. screen is gorgeous. I think uh, from what I understand, it's made by Samsung. So you know, it's a great panel, great colors. Um, so let me get into like the using of the phone. So I'll just go quick through it. So I got the uh, I'll go, go quick through just the physical aspect. I got the um, the glossy black. I forgot what it's called. The mirror finish black. Okay. Looks great. Just like and then another thing I got to say about the phone. Um, the the thinness of the phone was great. It wasn't like super thick or heavy. Yeah. It just felt good. It came with a uh, a case Made already. With metals instead of like plastic. Glass. Like, it's gl glass. Okay, glass, glass front and back. So okay. it's a glass from front and back. Felt great. Um it felt quality. It didn't feel cheap. You don't get wireless charging, which is a big thing people are upset about. Uh I use it a lot, so I did feel the you know, the the loss there because I, I wireless charge my phone overnight every night. Um 
It comes hey, with a built-in. Just like that time they didn't put in NFC, bro. Remember that? Yeah, that was a stupid decision. But you know what? For wireless charging, and I think one of the biggest reasons they don't put wireless charging, and just like Apple would do this in a different sense, is they're one of the biggest selling points, which I haven't even spoken about, is they're like super fast charging. Yeah. Okay. They have the like thing super that they fast can't charging. Called dash charging anymore. Right, because someone else owns it. But let me tell you something. This phone lasts me the whole day and some. No problem. It, it's a definitely depending on how you use your phone, unless you're like a hardcore gaming uh, gamer, you could go two days with this phone, no problem. Let me tell you, like when you plug it in and charge it, it's like super quick. So if you're trying to sell that and you add wireless charging, you kind of like I understand it's it's an option. It probably will be in the next phone. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, like we're trying to sell you super fast charging. You don't have to leave this on a wireless charger charging like barely anything. Just plug it in half an hour. You got like a lot of power. Yeah. You know what I mean? So forget about that wireless charging is what like they're trying to get to. Basically to 80% in 30 minutes. Right. Like it's it's super fast. <clears throat> and then um, I'm trying to think here of some other points. The camera was decent. Nothing wrong with the camera. Not as great as other phones maybe, but it did the job. It, they, the pictures looked great. Yeah. Uh, the audio quality was great. One thing I didn't get, and I don't know if this is like a carrier thing or maybe it's I, – I, I read it was built into the phone. I didn't get uh, VOLTE, so I didn't get voiceover LTE. Oh, really? Interesting. Right. Kept switching to 3G, which on their phone the logo is uh, 4G. Uh, no, 4G is LTE on their phone, and then it's uh, HT, HSP, whatever that – that logo it's we get from an, yeah i don't even know anymore to be honest yeah it's so like not used anymore but anyways i didn't like get on that the iPhone, that was... it just switches from lte to 3g it, i haven't seen hsdpa in a long time no so. no so quality wise unboxing feeling charging everything was great now let me get to the experience because that's what matters because whatever you put your phone in a case doesn't really matter what it looks like anymore the experience of this phone super fast Super fluent, just like I expected. Just think of Android, okay? Because people, we've talked about like you got to love stock Android, okay? That's the, the main thing that I live by anyways is but stock they, Android. they have a skin, right? It's called they Oxygen have a OS, skin. I think. Oxygen OS. Okay. Now, But it's still really can, close to stock. Super close. Okay. Okay, just think about taking stock Android and just making it better. That's literally what they did. They took stock Android, just made it slightly better. So, like, they added the tweaks that matter. Um, and, and and this is not just me saying it from an experience. You could look up reviews. Everyone feels the same. Yeah. They took stock Android, and they just made it better. Like, if, if Android could buy Oppo, a.k.a. OnePlus, and work in partnership with them and make a device, I think they would, like, make the ultimate device. You know, get their OnePlus Oxygen team working with with the software, you know, developers and and Google and and buying their hardware division. I think they would just, I just make feel like, like all I just feel phones. like there's a reason why they haven't done it yet. You know what I mean? I could because be OnePlus is I, nobody to them. I could no, no. I mean, not that, but like, why hasn't Google actually done the things on an OS level that Oxygen OS will do, like the the gesture tweaks and all that stuff, like. It's not like they can't do it, but I feel like there's a reason why they're not doing it. I'll I tell you why. I don't think it has anything to do with patents on gestures. No, uh, I think or else one uh, or else one plus would be sued up the ass right now. So I just I don't. think a lot of it has to do with, especially with the one plus and 
you know, there's there's a good side to this and there's a bad side to this. They're very community oriented. So they listen to what their users want. The thing is, a lot of users on the OnePlus uh, community were hardcore Android users. I think now it's more diluted. Now there's more like your average Android user versus your hardcore user. So All what's happening? Users are going to Samsung phones. I hope not. <laughs> but uh, that that was an alternative for me to try. I just threw that in the garbage. I was like, no, nah, it ain't gonna work. So I they've listened to their their you know their um, user base user base, and they've added the things that their user base says they should add. And you got to think about this. A lot of things that over time have have become part of Android software and their OS has come from you know people making custom versions of it like cm right like uh cyanjamod yeah they they've a lot of these features have come from you know user input right people saying this is what we want so we're gonna make a custom os and then android's like okay that kind of makes sense let's add it <coughs> sorry here's one of the things i noticed right away when i picked up an uh the the one plus 6t on the Oxygen OS that I was like, thank the Lord Jesus. They do listen to users. I've said this before when I picked up and they updated. They removed the little cog, the setting cog, when you swipe down. Um, uh, right there in the notification bar. When you swipe down, there was a little cog. They removed that. They're like, you don't need that anymore. Nope, you do need that. And we're so used to going there for settings. It's such a quick way to get to settings. It's one thing I've always loved about Android OS. And, and, and Oxygen put it back? Oxygen has it there. You know why? Because it should be there. Dope. Swiping down, you can do from anywhere in the screen. I think that's also on the on the normal thing. So here, let me tell you a few um, a few gestures that I kind of like enjoyed that I basically tried to do on my iPhone after. So on Android, uh, on Android, on your uh, stock nine, on your stock Android nine. Sorry, I'm getting a little confuzzled yeah, here on stock pie yeah on stock pie you still have that little bar at the bottom that's like your home button right yes on the 60 on oxygen os if you pick the gesture based um navigation you don't really have that anymore you're basically swiping like you do on an iphone so does it and have you an don't, indicator there or is it just blank? I can't remember right now. You're, you're like I'm I've been using my iphone for now like a a week so I'm yeah. kind of used to it again so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of so like forgetting a little bit. So it's there or it may not be there. I don't think but, it's there. But for I don't fundamentally, think it's there. the actual gestures are. So here's a really cool thing. Uh, th you can pick this. So there's a, here's another thing. They give you a lot of options. Like, do you want the same experience you get on the the uh, Pi? You can, or you can get like the half the experience, or you can go fully touch, fully uh sorry gesture. And this is how you get fully gesture, and I love it. You swipe up to go home or whatever, and to get into um your recents which yeah. recents has a clear all button recents does let you touch a, a blank spot like i complained about before just to go back into whatever app you were in, into or into home Dope. and here's another thing so to go back you just literally swipe instead of in the middle up on the left up or on the right up that's all it is sick and it and it works. Everything is at the bottom of the phone. Yes, this is a long, big 6.4 inch screen, so you don't want to reach to the top for that back. Nope, just swipe at the bottom. They're, and it gets like doing once you get reachability. No, no. What I'm saying is, instead of going up and reaching to the top of this page with your oh, thumb, yeah, you could yeah. just swipe up from the bottom and you go back. I see. They don't have the Apple because so I'm they assuming don't have Apple like edge swipe. They can't. You can't like. Edge no, I'm swipe assuming Apple. Back. 
I'm assuming Apple like owns that or it hasn't been built into the the apps. I honestly wouldn't doubt that Apple owns that or something like that. Right. But if you so are an Apple person and you didn't know that, if you are in a screen and you want to go back, you don't have to use the arrow on the top left most of the time. You can edge swipe from right. the screen and we'll go back. Which is a godsend. Yes, it's a fucking godsend. So another thing I want to talk about is the stock um the stock keyboard on this device. And I don't know if this is because I had a Pixel XL. Maybe it was a little older. It just felt smooth. And I've complained about this before. It still wasn't the iOS keyboard. I'm going to be honest. It still wasn't. Okay. But it Nothing was beats it. smooth. It was smooth. I could 100% use that keyboard. No problem. I tweaked a little bit of the, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's, it's like the pop-up, uh, you know, when you press a key, it pops up the key. It's like regularly at like 160 milliseconds. I tweaked it a little bit back because uh, I like it to pop up a little I, quicker. Like it tells you what key you just pressed kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it tells you what key you pressed, right? Okay, yeah. So you can tweak that. There's a lot of things you can tweak uh, when it comes to the keyboard. Dope. I have to say the overall experience, like all the apps opening quick, all the apps working. Like I have to say right now, if anybody were to ask me like, hey, I'm looking for an Android device and I need it to be like good. I need it to be affordable. I need it to have like quick updates. You might think like, oh, this is OnePlus. They're not going to have quick updates. No, they're part of the, uh, uh, what's it called again? Treble. They're part of Treble. They were one of the first phones to get Android 9 Pi. Yeah, one of they the were on the devices. Pi beta. They were on the yeah, Pi beta on the because beta. they were on Treble. Because they're on Treble. They're on their game. So if you're looking for all-in-one, I would not even like – I'm pretty sure a Pixel 3 right now, we're talking the regular small size, cost as much if not more than the OnePlus 6T and probably doesn't come with 129 gigs standard. Can so you, like can if you're, you buy this phone through a carrier? That might be the only Only downfall. in the States. Only in the States. Okay. So for all of our Canadian listeners, you can buy it directly from their website. If you're in the United States, I think it's Verizon. Is it Verizon? I think so. I think it so. It might be Verizon who actually uh, will subsidize this phone on a contract for you. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Continue. So the ex- the experience is great. The price is great. And if I were to recommend to anyone, if they're like, listen, and, and I'm not – I'm shouting out here. I'm talking to you, Power Cycle. I know – uh, one of the gentlemen there picked the Pixel 3. You should have picked the 6T, man. You should have. What an amazing phone. And I have to say, I would 100% recommend this phone to anyone who's looking for an Android device and looking for a great experience. You will not regret it. Any listener out there right now is like, my next phone, should I get that Samsung? Just look at the prices. And and don't get me wrong. OnePlus is not that cheap anymore. No, but, but I mean, for what you're getting in the to, cost yeah. outright, like, let's be real. It kind of is cheaper, you know. It is definitely cheaper. Like, you're getting and that's close, because... as close to a flagship device experiences that is sub $1,000 off contract. Like, that's incredible. And it's only a matter of time where they run their deals and make their deals with Canadian uh, carriers. And you're seeing these phones being sold on a subsidy like there's only a matter of time. I think that that's going to differentiate how big they become in the future is who they can partner with and who they can actually uh, bring their devices on a subsidy plan so people can get it for like zero dollars on a three year or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, sorry, not a three year or two year because we don't do three right. years anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, 
uh, I totally agree with you. I think like I've never used this phone, but f- from all the stuff that I've looked up on it or seen on it, it's it's a really great experience end to end. And uh, the only thing I want to cover before we move on to the next device is the watch experience. So previously, right. you had a watch and a Pixel, and the watch and the Pixel didn't want to fucking jive well. And at first you thought it was the watch, so you went through like five different watches. We had a bunch of segments about did it go back in the box. And they all went back in the box because this experience was at an OS level broken. And I wanted to ask you, with the Tick Watch and the OnePlus 6T, is that that still a problem right now? Okay, so 100% I'm going to answer your question. I just want to get into the Tick Tick Watch Pro just quickly. Uh, Bought the watch. Watch battery is great. It has the dual screen. We talked about it in the in the past in the past uh, episode. The dual screen to me is just a gimmick. It's it's kind of useless to me. I don't spend that much time at least using my watch outside. I'm mostly inside, whether it's at work, so that screen is barely visible. The experience is just uh, it's still caca. Okay, it's that's the <laughs> only word I can use. It's it's caca. Okay, so. They, they figured out the whole call issue, Bluetooth issue, where, remember, the calls used to go to my phone even though I was answering on my watch and nobody okay. could hear me, yep. yada, yada. They figured that out, okay? And this is nothing against the watch because the watch is doing what it's supposed to. It's that freaking Wear OS, man. It's like Google can't get their shit together when it comes to building a good OS. They just can't. They try to turn it into, like, a mini phone, which is cool. You know, just like every other smartwatch out there. But they, like, really shit the bed when they they make everything work properly. Like, I still got a lot of can't connect to Google. Google, can't connect to Google. Can't and, connect and here's, to Google. And here's the worst thing that happened. I got the watch. It worked. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was okay. Like, I can connect to Google and all this. Everything's working. And then all of a sudden, I update the Google app. Okay. And now it says, hey, the watch is not connected to your phone every time I try to say, okay, Google, which is bullshit because it's definitely connected to my phone. I try to research this, figure it out, research a bun- uh, reset a bunch of things, and it's the update that fucked it up. The update fucked up the Google Assistant on the watch. How I, do you do I, that, Google? I think ultimately what we need to wait for is since our last conversation about Google buying uh, Fossil's tech for their watches, I think in order for this to work, we need Google to make a watch. And now we know that's probably going to happen sometime soon. And I wouldn't doubt that this year we will see a Pixel watch. Guarantee. So I think what Google needs to do is right now Google's in this weird bubble where they're like, hey, we're going to make a watch OS and you guys can use it. But I don't, it's not like, it's not like a developer, you know, like I'm just going to use an Apple developer as an example who like has to buy the device in order to make sure that their program works on it. You know what I mean? Right. Google probably doesn't have a device that they got to make sure that a Wear OS works on and they re- they rely on their partners to tell them what's wrong. And that's not good because if the if one partner has a problem and another partner has a problem and those problems conflict with each other and you try to fix them both, right? 
you're just ultimately janking that experience. So I think what 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 we'll see from Google is that this experience overall should improve once they have a Pixel Watch, plain and simple. I, and if I it really doesn't, hope so. then they're garbage. So the experience on that end, because of Google's uh, OS and and just let me tell you something. Just another thing I really realized when I use my Apple Watch, it's like I don't know if this makes any sense because like this is the Tick Watch. Pro, like this thing is like three hundred and some odd dollars. It's like a four hundred dollar watch, almost after taxes and everything. It isn't by no means a cheap watch. It's their top, top level watch. Okay, it just feels yeah. like how do I explain this? Like I'm looking at my Apple Watch and it's like, wow, this is a very vivid screen. And then I'm looking at my Tick Watch and it's like, this is washed out. I it mean, isn't like this. Is like even at the pro level, like Tick is still not like a bit. But big listen, I've had company, Samsung right? watches. So- I've had a ton of them. It's always felt like they were a little washed out. They were not as, and I don't know if this is maybe the. Are you the trying to say that juice. Apple cares about making products that actually look good? No, it's just like listen, one hundred percent they care about, but they also charge you like six hundred dollars for a watch. But what I'm saying is, like, it's almost like it isn't. <sighs> listen, it's like I'm they put tell a. Tell you the, the people making these watches for Android, they don't care. They don't care because at this point in time. Other than Fitbit, Apple owns the fucking wearables market. They do, 100%. Nobody else is making watches that people give a fuck about. Especially I would go with, as like, far the as to say four. that even Android people are probably being gifted Apple watches for their fucking Christmas present. Um, and because the Apple Watch, in all technicality, for the the active, like, the tracking stuff, like the activity tracking, I'm pretty sure it doesn't need a phone. Yeah, you could just use it. Done. Yeah, you so can't let me, accept any like messages on it, but whatever. So let me tell you about the Tick Watch. Uh, quality built, everything. It's a nice, solid watch. One thing I thought I would never complain about, people, and this is weird because in my in my past podcast, I've always said, "Man, I love like this big rugged watch." I had the uh, the Diesel watch. You remember that? The Diesel on, I think yes. it was called. Man, that thing was chunky, awesome-looking watch, all metal. Loved it. It was like a $600 watch almost. Yeah. So here I am complaining about Apple, $600. But it was like – it was looks. You were paying for like this diesel, hardcore, you know, biker watch. But I now was wearing the Pro and I was like, this shit is too thick. Fuck, I don't like it. It's too thick. Like I bend my wrist. I'm hitting buttons or it feels uncomfortable. I'm trying to fit it underneath a shirt. It's too big. You know what I mean? I like missed my Apple Watch and that it was thinner, you know? And I'm like, yo, I love the big thick watch. And then I go and use it for two weeks and I'm like, God damn, I can't even wear my gloves at work because it doesn't go over the goddamn watch. It, it's weird. That, I always that, thought th- that is not something I'd ever hear from you. Right. Considering right? like when you ever first got an Apple Watch, you're like, wow, this thing is dinky and small. And it, and it was like, I'm a big boy. So on my wrist, it looks dinky and small. But I'm talking about like, your your usability, your your experience using it all day. You know what I mean? Like I was at the point where I was like, this thing is just getting in the way of everything I'm trying to do. Like I work in a situation where I got to get my hands in, you know, like areas with gears and stuff. And this watch is like, nope, you're, I'm just a big clunky thing on your wrist. No. And now I'm, I'm starting to realize this is why people want slender watches, you know, thinner, smaller. Yeah, so, so it's not in the way. You know, so it's, it's not it's in the way of your life. If I used, yeah, if I use that life. watch just to go out, then that'd be fine. But I needed a device that would work 
all day and the way cool. I need you know to. You, I, do, I, you take your Apple Watch, you switch to the chronograph face, and now you got a fancy watch, dude. Done. No, no, but what I'm saying is like definitely <laughs> the Apple Watch I use all day. But like my experience even at work, I work in a freaking noisy atmosphere. I'm not saying all the time. But I'd say 80 to 90 percent of the time, Siri can still hear me. She can still make up what I'm saying. I can change volume on like my headphones that I use with just the the crown. I I can you know tap and 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 send a message, no problem. Respond to a message, no problem. All hands free. Yeah. It wasn't that experience with the Android Watch. And I know I'm going back here. People are like, sorry. People are like, we get it. Android, you know, watch experience sucks. But people, I'm, I keep giving it a chance, hoping they've updated something. And like, I was at work and it was like, okay, Google, okay, Google, okay. Listen, and this thing's like, listen, I'm not freaking... stopping him from talking shit because he's pushing my agenda. I love it. Forget about pushing your agenda. I'm talking, <laughs> right. I'm saying right now on the spot, 100%. I am not that deep into the iOS ecosystem to give a shit about switching. Okay. 100%. I am not that deep into the ecosystem when it comes Except to the watch is your trigger. Right. Trust right. me. It's I'm pretty just sure a, I'm, you're, you're deep, bro. If when you I keep told, coming back for the watch, bro, you're deep. You're <laughs> super deep. When I told Marky here, I'm trying a OnePlus 6T and I sent him my first few messages going, this phone is awesome. He's like, and I'm like, yo, I might just stay with it. He's like, you'll come back because of the watch. That's literally what he sent in that text message. And that's was literally that I was... what I just said. You're and you may not think you're deep, but the watch is what keeps you on our the side. Listen, the moment something... the moment the watch experience is better on Android, guarantee you'll stay there for a long time. But until that yes. happens, nah. No, I and won't. Then, and I'll remember, tell... you were a guy who didn't have a watch. What back in the day, I had the watch. And you said to me, I don't see the point in the watch. And then you got a watch and you saw the point in the watch. And you've loved the watch ever since. And I will say right now, if I had maybe a different occupation, maybe not in the situation I was that I am now, I 100% probably wouldn't care. And I would just stick with the phone and forget about a smartwatch. I'm at that point now where I wear gloves all day. I love to be able to be like, hey, you know, trigger word. Send a text message to my wife. Uh, you know, I'll be home a little late today. She sends me a respond. I say, okay. I look at it. It's fine. On my Android watch, it was like, hey, send a text message to blah, blah, blah. Hey, send a text message to, yo, send a te- glove off, get my phone out, send a text message. Here's the messed up thing. When it did work, if you were to like trigger it, um, there was like two different ways of sending a message in one of them. It would not just send. You know how Apple will be like, it'll give you that little timer and then it'll automatically send it. Or if you just hit the crown, it sends it. Yeah. On Android, you have to hit that send button. So I have to take off my glove now to hit oh, the like damn send button on the watch. On the physically, watch? Not every time, but it was a certain way you sent the message. I remember if it was vocally or if you started typing something, you had to hit it. And I was like, this is pointless. I have to take off my gloves. I have to now like put maybe some grease and dirt all over my watch or my phone. Because the whole point I have this watch is that I don't have to reach for my phone right now. Yeah. And it's it's taking that away. It's pointless. And I couldn't make the sacrifice of, hey, I won't have a watch. But every time, like, listen, I, I message my supervisor all the time. He messages me. Hey, is everything okay over there? I could have a walkie-talkie. I don't want a walkie-talkie. I gave him my number. He's like, I'll message you from the company phone. If you have an issue, message me. This is how I get around. I feel the vibration on my on my wrist. With the with the Android Watch, the vibration isn't that great. The haptic tap uh tap the uh what do you call it on um 
Haptic on feedback, iOS, they, haptic feedback, whatever. It's it's uh, it's better on iOS. I don't care if it's the phone or the watch. They've just the uh, HD. What? No, that's freaking. Uh, there's a certain name. Is it the haptic feedback, or they yeah, call it something it's else? Haptic feedback or three. But don't they have a special or, name for it? Know. No, it's called the haptic engine or the taptic engine or whatever. Like it's nothing special. No, but I thought they had like their own version of it. Yeah, it's called one hundred. Called the it's haptic just called feedback. The tap- it's called okay. haptic feedback. Okay, my bad. Tap- so, anyways, haptic engine, taptic engine. Anyways, it's louder. The the uh, the haptic feedback is better. It's just overall, I'm gonna say it. It's not even just the software. It's the hardware is better as well. If it was just the software, that'd be one point two. Like Google's got. It's the hardware as well. Like the like these phone manufacturers, these watch manufacturers, sorry, aren't putting in like the speakers as loud as they do the mics that pick up volume better that could be software too you know what i mean they aren't putting that they aren't putting like the high-end taptic feedback so like the main point of my watch is like in the loud area i can't hear it i need to feel it that's yeah, it period. i need to feel again, it again going back to those android again apple owns the wearables market okay so Everyone let's let's get past doesn't care okay so let's get past this people yes i've tried it yeah, the other, to... you know what, the other experience that, you know, you were talking about, hey, I get a message on my watch, I had to pull my thing off. The other part or benefit to newer Apple Watches is that if you wanted to just talk to Siri, you just raise the watch to your face, talk to right. her. Right, and let me, ex- to let me explain something to people, okay, that I've learned after having a few times of wanting to throw my watch. First of all, Apple doesn't always work 100% either all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm just no, saying and, most and of the... Again, that's that's both ways. They both don't work. Right. Like you just you just told us about an experience about we all know, I even know the Google Assistant is way more useful than Siri. Plain and simple. But if you can't summon the thing or get it to understand you in a very key situation, then it's useless. Right, one hundred percent. There you go, one hundred percent. No, thing and, and with what, Siri, I'm not going to talk shit to... about Google Assistant or Siri. They both have their situations where they excel, and they both have their situations where they don't. I want to give a little info on that race to speak. I just want to explain to people: if you're on your watch, touching it, like whatever, playing around with it, and then you race to talk, that's not the way race to speak works. It doesn't work if you're doing that. You literally have to have your wrist down. You weren't using the watch at all, and then you raise it, and you're talking to it. If you had your watch down, you're tapping something, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to raise it now and say something to it, it isn't going to work. You need That's to not raise the way... it to your face, like all you need the way a... No, up. but I'm saying even if you were like looking at your watch, it was down. You were tapping it like, oh, you know, turning off notifications, turning on this, checking yeah, yeah, it no, out. I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's exactly – that's not going to work because you're interacting with the watch. You're I interacting totally with it. You've but dis- I'm saying you've when you do go the to race. raise to wake, it has to be – it's not like a, you know, turn my watch on, wrist turn. It's a put the watch near my face because I'm a secret agent. I'm about to tell Siri a right. secret. Like that's what it is. You know, and it works. That gesture has to be very deliberate. Like I'm bringing the watch to my mouth to ask Siri something. And another thing I have to say, and this is still like an issue on on the uh, on the Android uh, Google Assistant, is there are still times where it's like I don't recognize your phone anymore, and it's like your voice. Sorry, I don't recognize your voice anymore. And it's like, are you kidding me? I've like barely ever, unless like this morning was the first time. It's funny that I'm saying this. This morning was the first time a series like, 
yo, you're, you don't sound like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's because I woke up and I was like, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Oh, like it in was the like, sense yo, of like you're trying to use super the trigger sick. word and it's not Yeah, working. and with Google, man, I'm telling you right now, unless it's like at home where it doesn't have like – um. It doesn't need it to activate it. It isn't this like security feature, right? The it's just using a Google. The thing about home. the whole Google thing, just to just an aside here, is that you have like two Google Homes in your house, and you probably talk to those often, so it should know uh, your voice print by now, like that. No, you know it's the worst part trying to use your watch, and we've talked about this in the past when I've had it, and it's going to one of the home ones, and then they're all getting confuzzled because they're like, "Who are you talking to?" But luckily, one of them picks it up and it does what you needed to do. Yeah. But let me just let me just say something else quick. I forgot to give a little pointer on. I tried um, Android Auto again, and and I used um, Spotify and yeah. I used Apple um, Music on it. They both worked on this phone. No issues with the app. No issues or any. And then on the they still have that thing where if you swipe too fast. Uh, you get the, hey, hold on for 10 seconds. But I didn't ever get it once. I just got it when I set it up on my phone and I was swiping really fast. But when I was in the car using it, I don't know if maybe they tweaked it a little bit. But I wasn't getting it when I was looking for songs and stuff. Then again, I wasn't swiping like crazy because I kind of knew where where I want – where – uh, the item I wanted to listen to was, yeah, but I wasn't getting it. It was working fine. The only thing I could say that was annoying about it was um, the transition of the like artwork when you switch song. If like you're in the same album or something, it just like switches really quick, and then like, it, like I'm on um, uh, let's say uh, shuffle all the downloaded music, and it would like go to a different album and it would like take a few seconds. Then the album art would like it was like it was chugging. You know what I mean? Like it was chugging the switch artwork. Like yeah. it, it, it's a stupid thing to complain about because the audio was fine. It was just one of those things I noticed. And don't get me wrong, people. Apple Music has bothered me a lot in the last month, but I've been on a beta, so I can't say it's the it's the actual app. So now that I'm not on a beta, if it happens again, you will hear about it here and how annoying it is where it doesn't show any of my tracks. But I will get back to that once I've done a little bit of um, – using it without being on a beta. But I will say Android Auto, it would definitely was usable. It was working fine. I didn't get that crazy like, hey, you're wait ten seconds. I didn't get that that much. And I was using it normally. Oh, okay. So maybe they've they've put like the the amount of gesture before that comes up like longer. Like the yeah, swipe. Maybe maybe yeah, like maybe. only if you're interacting for this long do they give you that right. warning. Maybe I want to say one thing about that Google update that I complained about. That Google update came out like um, on the first week and then on the second week before I uh, I stopped using the phone, there was another update. And I was like, yes, this update should fix it. You know, that update did not fix it, people. And if you go on Google reviews, you will see my review there. One star saying, come on, guys, two updates and you don't fix the goddamn problem you caused. And I was pissed off. I basically said updates are supposed to make things better, not worse. So uh, again, they you know, may not know it caused an issue. Going back to what they I said, have to right? know, dude. They have to know. I mean, if I put my review on there. My name was on there. One hundred percent. They have to go read it. One hundred percent. They saw okay. Mario. They saw Mario on there. They're Holy like, shit. yo, guys. Mario just wrote in. Guys, get on it, please. They got like a red light. Make sure that, that the on. next update does not have the same bug. They literally have like a red light. They get a call from that red phone. Yes. Is this Batman? No. Mario just left a review on the Google <laughs> app. <laughs> Go check it out. Okay. Go to your laptop and start coding, sir. Yeah. 
No, but uh, seriously, so two updates and then then thing. Listen, we've been we've been like forty minutes plus talking about this. Let me end this by saying, people, the main question is, did it go back? Of course, I'm back on yeah, iOS. Android's so garbage. They go know, back. It's fine. Uh, no, Android's not garbage. <laughs> Listen, I want to say the watch definitely is going back. It was from Amazon. I'm returning it. It was a great watch. It was too thick. The OS is still garbage. I do not blame Tick Watch for this because the watch is actually pretty cool. They have released two new Tick Watches, the new Tick Watch E2 and the new Tick Watch, I think, Sport 2 or whatever. Um, they're really cool. They're really awesome. They look great. If you're looking for an Android watch, I would definitely check those out. Um, but you're still stuck with the same OS, and that's why I'm not going to review them because I don't care until the OS becomes better. So that went back in the box. The uh, 6T definitely is going back, not because it was an awful phone, because I just need my Apple Watch. Anybody out there looking for a phone and they want to try out a great Android experience for a decent price and get all the latest, um, you know, specs out there. We're talking 128 gigs, lowest model, six gigs of RAM, lowest model, great screen, included screen protector uh, already on the phone, included case in the box. That all comes with it. Um, Another thing I want to say is some people might be like, I want to try out this phone. That's a lot of money. 15 days, no hassle, return, as long as you didn't break the phone. All right, chill. Okay, so I just want to say, check out the 6T. I tried it off for 15 – well, I tried it All off right, for two uh, weeks. Gregory, cut days. off his mic. Cut off his mic. <laughs> He's talking too much. <laughs> Loved it. Anyways, guys, if you're looking out for a phone, I, I do love the the stock Android. This is very close to stock with a few tweaks that make it better. Um, Shout-outs to OnePlus. That was, that was a really good phone. Really good phone. But I'm done. Yeah, I'm back on my – iOS on my iPhone, and there is a uh, new hardware on my end when it comes to an iPhone. He got a bigger one. He got the. the I got Max a bigger one because he wants Max. to make me jealous. That's why. I want to make him jealous. I got. You know what it is, people. I will be 100% honest right now. The only reason I got the Max is I was so used to that bigger screen, on the OnePlus 6T. When I went back to my phone, I felt like I was using like a baby phone. You know what? I was like, Shout oh, out to Ben is- for buying your other phone. Shout out. Yeah, Ben, you're awesome, bro. Shout outs you're to Ben. Awesome. Uh, shout outs to Ben for buying my 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 uh thing. That's I'm meeting up with him today. He's buying it off me today. Oh, but he I hasn't say, bought but, it off you yet? No, he's all right, he's Ben. Getting, do not buy the phone. <laughs> ben, I love you, bro. You're buying don't the phone. Don't buy the phone. If you're listening to this, don't buy that. By the time he listens to this, it'll be too yeah, late. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I will say one thing. Can I just say one thing? thing about the uh iphone 10 versus the uh iphone 10 s max okay yeah sure i will say this 100 percent people out there if you're picking up a phone and you don't have like massively large hands like i do because in the hand the 6t felt a million times better than this Bro, iPhone you have does. baby hands what are you talking about? i know this iphone this iphone feels like a heavy brick versus my 6t which just felt great but that's the iphone 10 is the perfect phone for one-hand use. You still get a pretty large screen, 5.8 inch with the notch, but you get that that like you can reach everything almost anywhere. It's the perfect size. Yeah, but and you, then got you go that to big the ass screen, dude. Like that's that's what makes it, you know, and you got reachability, of course, so you could use that. But I'm telling you, I get I'm holding the 10 Max 
Okay, and 10s Max on my hand, and my pinky, which is what holds the phone underneath by the lightning port while I'm using it with one hand, gets tired. <laughs> it's in pain. Bro, it's like can't... trying to hold up this massive phone. With bro, my go on Amazon and you gotta pick up some pinky weights, bro, and you gotta fucking <laughs> work those pinkies. I'm, I'm actually thinking of purchasing one of those like loop things that go on, like a pop, right? Uh, like pop a pop socket. or whatever. A pop socket, yeah, maybe we'll, like we'll, we'll get some Pixel Refresh branded pop sockets and have... we got to do that. I'm telling you right now, this phone you definitely need to work out that pinky if you want to do like a long time use. Like you're gonna be watching some some vi- no, well this is only one hand use. If you're double hand, you're fine. Anyways, that's what I have to say. Go go ahead. What's next? Let's 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 go on. We're almost an hour into this. Um, talk about my experience. I mean, you talk a lot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the people love my voice. What you know, can I say? I have to give the people what they want. I have we to used give the... you in last week's, uh, you know, promo on my my channel on my Instagram. Get people. Yes, I realize that. Right. Uh, yeah. So we covered how you're a trader, and now you're back. So it doesn't matter. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, we are podcasting people, clearly, that's what we're doing, but uh, I wanted to talk about how Spotify recently bought Gimlet Media, I don't know if you listen to Reply All, um, but they they do a great podcast, uh, Spotify bought Gimlet Media and they bought Anchor, uh, which, fun fact about this podcast, we started on Anchor, and then I moved over to Podbean after, uh, you know, deliberations and conversations with Mario about what platform we should be on, and because of Skype issues, I'm also considering moving to another platform that will actually allow us to record our files and edit and upload them all into one app, but that's besides the point. Um, and I, I just thought it was cool. It seems like, uh, Spotify is really interested in building out, uh, like a podcasting empire having, um, I think they were saying the stat was like a good portion of the people who listen to podcasts on their platform end up having a subscription to listen to music and they wanted to up their game and, and provide more, more podcasts and be like a hub for people to post podcasts on and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that, that they, um, they are a big company as big as them is actually pushing into podcasts as deliberately as they are. So, yeah. Are you dead? Like what's going on? Here? No, no, I'm, I'm listening to you. You're, you're giving out the news here, man. I'm just um, listening to you. And, yeah, then, so. uh, and then you you, uh, you got a new screen protector. That's the only things we have on the list, to be honest. It's, um, yeah, there's a lot of – you know what I see now? I'm on Instagram. I'm on social media. And I'm always trying to look up new tech. And and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really cool tech. Um, a lot of it is things I don't know if our, our, our like listener base will be interested in. But I I get it, like I'm excited about it, and I forget to put it on the list, and I can't find it. But sometimes it's things I'm like, oh, maybe they're not going to be excited about put this. Put it this down, is some... and then we can. I'm gonna sift start putting it, it down. Later, that's fine. Yes, I'm gonna start doing that. This this is my problem. Sometimes we get super busy, two people. The reason I put this screen protector down is because I know there's a lot of you out there. If you own an iOS device and you have an Apple Watch. One of the things you care about is keeping this device protected. Not me. Now, not 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 my co-host here because he's a jerk. But besides him, uh, everybody else out there. No, no, I, w- I will be honest. Okay, if you have an iOS device 
and you're going to work and you work at an office or you work somewhere where, you know, there isn't many chances of it getting damaged or you're not a wall banger. You know, you're not one of those people who likes to wave their hands around and is like prone to hitting walls like I am. I literally walk to the bathroom. I hit the wall like six times. It's just what I do. I walk like a, you know, like a gorilla. Like I, I start waving my so, hands up. Sometimes the- we think he does it on purpose because he wants a new phone. <laughs> yeah, like or watch. I want a new watch. I start waving my my arms around, whatever. So if you're like me and you're prone, you know, and then maybe this is a bad terminology, wall banger. But if you're a wall banger, you know what I mean. And you, uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. To- <laughs> if you're prone to, if you're prone to hitting your, you know, your, you're waving your wrists around, or you work in an occupation like I do, where you are. You know, hitting your wrist in a lot of things. Trust me. Like I, I've I've had um those uh wet applied screen protectors that give you like the orange peel effect and some of them are okay, but I hate them. I really do hate them in the end of the day. They start to bubble up or they peel a little on the corner, or you put a case on it starts to peel. I don't like it. So I've been looking and searching everywhere, especially for the series four. It is very difficult to find a screen protector for this thing. Yeah. Especially a glass one. And even on previous series, like the Series 3, 2, 1, OG, they've always been like screen protectors that never cover the whole thing. And they have like this halo effect where it's just like levitating over the edge. Um, I found a screen protector by this company, okay? And it's just like – do you remember when I had the Pixel 2 XL? I talked about the dome screen protector where it was applied with glue. Yeah. And then used the UV light. This is the same concept. Different company. So that's though. different company because I don't think Dome makes this. This company I found on Amazon, people. Probably also available in the States, but I did I did get it on Amazon.ca. Um, it's it's called Da Lynch. Okay. Literally what it's called, Da Lynch. We'll put a we'll put a link to it. You get one screen protector, you get glue. Okay. You get some you get a little piece of uh like um plastic that goes around so you stop glue from going into the speakers and all that right dope you don't have any special like uh case you did like with the dome where it holds the watch so you just put it down the watch basically holds itself up the only thing i could tell people right now like if you're gonna try this is make sure that when you're dropping the glue don't use the whole tube they give you way too much so when i put this on the glue went everywhere it took me a while to clean it off. It just it does just come off the glue. Like you can just roll it off, but it's effing annoying, man. I'm telling you right now, it's effing annoying. Um, this screen protector to me is the best screen protector, especially because it's glass I've ever had on this watch. I've only had it for like three days now, but it's super clear. If you know, has the feeling of glass, it fits totally around the watch. And if you're using a case, like you won't even know there's screen protector on it, period. It's and it's it's it doesn't have like that halo effect. It doesn't lift on the edges because it has that glue, right? That yeah. glue keeps that screen protector on there. And the glue, once you hit it with the UV, it cures it. It's see through. You're not going to see it. Period. Best screen protector. Not the easiest to put on. Okay, you got to make sure you've cleared all the dust and all that. But it is by far the best screen protector for this series four. If you do not want a wet applied. And I'm telling you, check it out. My review on this thing is I love it. I love it because now I feel like my watch doesn't even have um, a screen protector on it. It literally just feels like the the standard uh, s- screen on it. And and yeah, so that's what I wanted to say that I love it. And I'm using it with a, 
a Speedgen bumper. That's another thing I'll probably have to say about it. I'm using it with a Speedger, a Speedgen case, like rugged armor case, whatever it's called. And Is it my, just a bumper like goes around the edges or it goes around the back too? It goes around the back too. Okay, so it is. It's called the Speedgen Rugged Armor, and the reason is I had one that just went around the front. It was like the slim fit Speedgen because this this thing does go all the way to the edges, and it's a little thick because the glue's underneath it. It it clipped on, but the cutouts weren't in the right spots anymore. So the speakers, okay. the cutout was a little higher than what the speaker was. Uh, the cutout for the mic was a little higher than where the mic was. So I had to get rid of that case. So that's the only thing. If you're using like a very like slim clip-on case, which is what I was using, then it won't work with the screen protector. But if you're using like no case or you're using, a, you know, like a little bit more rugged rubber one, it won't affect it. So, so that's, that's why I've... you bought the rugged rubber one because it doesn't Yeah, I bought it. both. I bought both initially. I wanted to try them out and see which one was better. And basically, I enjoyed the 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 thinner one just because it keeps more the shape of the watch. The rugged one makes it a little bit bigger. And like I said before, I used to like that. Now it's just like I have Apple Care Plus on the watch. I just want to be able to make it last the two years. If I didn't bang around my wrist so much, I wouldn't even use a screen protector because I'd be like, oh, you know, I have two accidental um, damages on the watch. I'll just replace it if I ever really bang it up, right? Yeah. But I could bang it up in two weeks, and I don't have enough replacements for that. So I have to use, you know, screen protector on it. Again, if you're somebody who doesn't have this issue, wear your watch naked. Enjoy it. Enjoy the experience. I mean, buy that's, Apple. That's what I do. So right, I, yeah, buy I, Apple. I don't Care work Plus in the environment that you do. So and that's the difference. And if it, you are somebody who, and don't get me wrong, everybody who buys a brand new device, the first thing you think about is protecting it. This is like a, a a lot of money you've spent, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think I'm changing that mental sentiment lately. I don't know why, but uh, I I feel like you know we always say like, why are you buying a really expensive phone if you're just gonna cover it up? Like, and I know as a like lately for myself, like I don't cover my phone. I don't even have a screen protector on my phone anymore. Um. Just because, like, I feel like I'm more aware of my phone and what I do with it when it's not in a case. Like, I feel like that mental note you put in your head is like, oh, it's in a case, like, eh, if it falls, whatever. You know what I mean? It's protected, right? Whereas when it's not in a case and it's naked, like, other than maybe micro scratches, like, I'm s super hyper aware of what I do with my phone. And so... I'm more cognizant of making sure that it doesn't fall or it doesn't get hit against something or it doesn't do something like that. Right. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of people that put cases on their phone, not even based on protection most of the time, but based on it's um cosmetic. It's like an accessory. Wife, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, an my accessory. Wife, it's yeah. totally cosmetic. She'll, she'll buy a bunch of different cases just because she wants different looks for her phones. It's the, you know, it's the messed up thing is that I've had, um, so many different iPhones from the – and I have to say this probably started in the iPhone 7. So I've had the iPhone 7 Plus, the iPhone 8 Plus, the iPhone 10, and now the iPhone 10s Max. And there's always one case I go back to over and over and over because it's slim. It protects the phone fully and it has great grip. And I'm not trying to sponsor them here. I just love this case. I've bought it for every device I've had since the 7 Plus. And it's the Speedgen Liquid Armor. 
It's a very basic, affordable, cheap case. And it, and it's just like a rubber case. But it doesn't add too much like um, – it doesn't add too much um, thickness to the phone. Yeah. And it has a, a good amount of grip and it protects it fully. Love this. Sorry about that. Love this case completely. Love it. I've bought it for every phone and now I just got this one and I tried on – um, I think another my, case. I think my version of that case. Before you continue, is 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 ultimately it's really sad, but it's probably going to be the leather Apple cases. There's, and leather Apple cases super expensive, but like they're that's it's a fucking good case. Like hands down, not even the leather Apple cases, just uh the leather cases in period, even made by other companies. And like slim cases that I've seen out there, and fabric cases, they're they're great feeling too. I think the only thing I have with those cases, not so much the fabric cases and some leather, but with the Apple case, yeah, I hate cases that leave the bottom of my phone exposed. Hate it. It's like I'm using it. I want that part protected as well. That's the part that you know I probably will drop and will bang. And I understand there's a bit of a lip on the corners, so it doesn't hit it directly. And I understand that that's open because it makes sense if you want to connect anything. You don't have to worry about anything getting in the way. If you have like a, a stand where you connect the phone that way, then it's not going to get in the way. And that makes sense. But it's like why leave that little area exposed? Yeah, I mean I used to be in the same camp, but like I don't know. I, I don't think and it matters I'm, anymore to be honest. And what I'm talking about people is like a case goes fully 360 around all the borders. The Apple leather case at the bottom is just like cut out. And that, like I said before, is for, uh, you know, if you have a dock. Like they sell uh, docks made by uh, – what's that company? The one where I got. I sent you a photo. Bellink. B- uh, Belkin? Belkin? Yeah, they sell yeah. docks by Belkin <laughs> where Bellink. you just literally <laughs> – where you literally put your phone and it has like a, a lightning cable sticking out. If you have a really thick case, that lightning cable is not really going to plug in anymore, right? They do have an adjuster there to put it higher and lower, actually, so it might. But, I mean, in most stocks, they're, like, one position. And if your case is too thick, it's not going to charge. Yeah, true, true. I, yeah. I would assume that's why they do it, is they do the half. To be honest, like, I used to be in the same camp. I hated cases that have the, like, the bottom opening. But, like, now that I have one, I don't know. Like, it's I don't think, uh, I don't think that bottom protection is actually doing anything, to be honest. Um... You're probably right. You're 100% right. I, I bet you – and even in my circumstance, this uh, iPhone XS Max has uh, – or XS Max has the Apple Care Plus until 2020. Yeah. And one of the reasons I got it is because I was like, maybe I want to rock it naked. And, you know, I don't want to cry if it falls, right, and it breaks and it shatters. You know, their screen replacement is actually pretty affordable now. I was like, maybe I don't want to do that. And then I was like, uh, nah, I'm still putting it in the case. Still putting it in a case. It's it's a slippery phone. Case for life. It's a slippery phone. I, I, you don't use a, a popper or anything like that. No sir. It just just pure naked. Uh, I mean, right now I like right as of right now I have it in my leather case. But for the longest time I've been rocking the thing naked. I've dropped it a couple of times, but I've been like I said, like cognizant of it falling. So like I cushion its fall with my feet or something like that. You know. Um, but surprisingly it doesn't have any, like it has a scuff in one corner, but it doesn't have any other scratches, which is mind blowing or, or any other chips. So 
I mean, it kind of speaks to the quality of the materials made on the phone. So, I think one of my major reasons for using a case and always a screen protector is the. I have to be honest. Is like, I just prepare to have to sell my phone when the next iPhone comes out because I'm gonna want it. I try to keep it in pristine condition because resale value is a lot better and a lot easier, especially. When you're selling to Ben, he's very picky. So <laughs> since he's my number one buyer, <laughs> yeah, I have to keep He's like bought in your last like five phones, bro. <laughs> I have to keep him very pristine. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he buys them from me because he knows I treat my phones right. Right. What's easier? Buying a phone from somebody uh, at a store that you don't know if the, you know, like, I, I don't mean brand new. But if you were going to buy a secondhand phone uh, off Kijiji, who would you rather buy it off Kijiji or me? You yeah, know but I mean? let's, let's be real. Ben's just cheap. <laughs> that's yeah, Ben doesn't that's, like painful price. That's Ben's problem. He's just cheap. <laughs> even on subsidy. Like this guy won't even subsidize his phone or go for an upgrade. Like you leave Ben alone. He's buying my phone. He's a good guy. Okay. Hey, I replaced his battery. You shut your mouth. Right. Uh, you did replace his battery. Uh, I was actually going to ask you about that to replace it on uh, my brother's device. On Buy a the parts plus. and I'll replace it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Not on the podcast, but um, yeah, I think that's why I do it because of resale value. Definitely resale value. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think for me, like over this past, when I mentally decided that I wasn't buying the 10s and the 10s or the 10s Max, you went fully I, naked. No, no, I went fully naked before that. But again, oh, okay. I think now that I know that I'm going to keep this phone for two years, I'm probably not going to sell it. I'm probably just going to give it to one of my parents or something like that. I c- kind of care less, maybe. I don't know. Okay. You know, so... Let, like, me, let me bring up something just uh, in the whole stance of uh, protecting your phone. I had to get a screen protector for this. There's a lot of screen protectors out there. Um, you know those screen protectors that you put on by just putting on like a little plastic bracket over your phone? Yeah. So it fits perfectly in the right spot. I don't know if you've seen this. Speedgen does their own version. Deep it's kind of like – has one too. Oh, do they? Okay. So Speedgen does their own version where basically the screen protector is attached to this uh, plastic um, mechanism. It comes two in a pack. I think it's like 20 bucks or so. And basically – you peel off the back and then you stick this on the front of your phone and it like literally goes over your phone perfectly. And then there's stickers on the back that say like swipe up, swipe down, swipe side to side like six times. And what it is is it's uh, adhering the middle of the screen protector. And then you take off that plastic piece and then you there's another there's another uh, plastic um, cover over that screen protector that you peel off yeah. and you just smooth out the rest. And it like literally puts that screen protector on the perfect exact middle of the phone. Yeah. I mean, that's and it's how... like 20 bucks for two. And it's like, instead of going to Apple and paying like $60 or whatever they charge for them to put one on for you, there's this option for people out there. And they're not the first ones to do it. There's some that are drop in. I think the drop ins harder uh, because I've had a drop in and sometimes even though it's a drop-in, it's supposed to perfectly drop in. If you have something like a skin on your phone, it's hard to get that thing around it. Or if you're a rich-ass baller like me, you go to you the You just Apple go to Apple. Store. You go to the Apple okay. store and you pay. Yeah, but your screen protector lasts Balling. you. You've had the same one for how long do you have it before you went completely naked? Uh, Fuck, I don't know. Like, like A few months. Yeah, maybe like six to eight months. 
yeah, my screen protectors don't last more than like three months. They get fully scratched. And again, you know, I, I'm going to be real. I replaced the first one because it had a chipped corner, not because the rest of it was shattered in any sort of way. So, like, that's that's on me. I was like, I don't like the fact that this has got a chip in the corner. I feel like that's going to fuck with the integrity of the screen protector and thus my phone. And I went and I replaced it. So if I didn't replace it, it would have lasted me way longer because it's just a little chip in the corner. Right. And there's a lot of things about screen protectors people don't understand. And we've said this in the past. You buy a cheap screen protector, you're not getting that slick feeling on the on the top of your screen protector with that layer of um, whatever it's called. Um yeah, the you know something the, coating. I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, the something old-laid co- I don't I don't even remember the name right now. Phobic coating or I it's in all, it's all in my brain. phobic coating or yeah, something like go. that. Yeah, there you go. like that. And that basically is like the 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 slideness and the resistance yeah, of oil. Makes, yeah, it's what makes your screen slippery like like Right. You don't want a nice screen protector touch. Exactly. You don't want a screen protector that feels like a glass window where you hear you know cuz it's like gripping on. Jesus you want a protector you like that sound, didn't you? Yeah, it was sexy. Damn, boy. Yeah, but so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this screen protector is 100%. You got to spend a little bit of money on that. You don't want no, you know. Or yeah, they I'm, come, really, like, I'm really interested in D-Brands because D-Brands doesn't seem like it's glass. It's like some sort of, like, high opaque plastic that is super, you know, they're hitting the shit with hammers, bro. I don't know. Like, oh, is that the one that they're hitting with hammers yeah, everywhere? Yeah, they're hitting the shit with hammers, and it comes with like a, like a bracket to go on the bottom of the phone to help with that's the just like, and that's just like Rhino Shield. Don't they hit theirs with hammers too? I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's really interesting. I don't know if that's it's... not the first screen protector they hit with a hammer. That's no, a plastic definitely. I'm not saying. I'm not saying there is. Like even Belkin, when I go to Apple Store, they'll ask you, "Do you want glass or do you want plastic?" Like Belkin has, like plastic versions of their shit too that you can get. But, but I usually go for the glass, right? On that on that D brand topic, though, I will have to say one thing. I got the Matrix um skin for my iphone 10s max i put on the basic skin you know how they give you both or one just goes over the back glass yes sir i put just that one on for now just because like it was too much work to do at the time i will say one thing this but this skin is awesome skin because of what because you always have your phone in a case so what's the point so i put i put the skin on because in my occupation i'll give you this example this is the same thing with my my 10 um, and I'm selling it to Ben, like we said, and that phone is in pristine condition for one reason, because it's had a skin on since day one, because at my job, there's very fine dust that gets in between the case and the phone and just using it normally, it's leaving like the, all these little scratches, like it's done on my watch. I've had a case on my watch since day one and my watch is all scratched all around it. Why? Because like little layers of dust, even though I rinse my watch every day, I don't take the case off cause that's annoying. But I rinse it underwater, everything. All these little, you know, bits of dust stay in ben, there. Ben, don't buy his watch. He rinses it underwater. <laughs> all these little bits of dust stay there. And they micro-scratch. And the ones on my watch are not even micro-scratches. And they do this to your phone, too. You think, oh, a case is on it. A case is to protect it from dropping. It's not dust-proof. 
It's literally to protect it from a drop. So if you're like in, in, in a circumstance where I am where there's a lot of fine dust and a lot of dirt and you don't take out your phone every day and, and clean it, like I, I take out my phone maybe like once a week and fully clean it, you know, but every day I just wipe it down with like a disinfectant. I don't like pull it out of the case. So like little bits of dust, I'll even see like around the rims and the little areas inside and all the corners, like a bunch of dust in there. You're telling me that doesn't scratch your phone? Of course it does. So why the skin and the case? Double protection, baby. You know when you get into that bedroom and you put on two condoms? Double protection, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a terrible fucking idea. No. <laughs> Maybe the condom thing. Well, that's all part of our tip detection. You don't wear a condom. But what I'm saying is. Oh, true, true. <laughs> Going to a room. <laughs> so why'd you put a case and a skin? Double protection, baby. Why is there a condom on your phone? <laughs> And when I was w using the 6T, I had that thing in the Ziploc bag, which made using it so <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It made using it so – well, I, I thought, you know, I'm only testing this phone out. I might not keep it. I definitely do not want to destroy it at work, whereas in my iPhone, I don't because, like, this is my main phone. I don't care. And with my last iPhone, it had a screen protector, a case, and the skin. And uh, all the, like, speaker ports and everything. I, every week, I would, like, use a little brush and, and take out any any dirt, right? So yeah. I took care of it. But like with the 6T, I'm like, nope, taking no chances. In a Ziploc bag, no face unlock works. The the freaking sensor's really hard to use. So yeah, definitely double double uh, double protection on that thing, man. If I kept the 6T, I would have got a matrix skin on that thing. And they make they make skins for that phone? Of course they do. This thing's just as popular as Apple now. All What's right, wrong? I'm sorry. Wow, I didn't mean to trigger Sheesh. you. Jesus Christ. Damn. Anyways, we should start wrapping this up. All right, sir. That's going to be it for this episode. Um, I don't know why I said sir, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, please double... Double uh, protection all the time. <laughs> all right, everyone. That's going to be it for this episode. We want to thank you for listening. Um, you can find our podcast on pretty much every platform at this point. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SparksSLX. You can find Mario on Twitter at NobodyKnows. Uh, don't, don't go look for that because that doesn't exist. <laughs> it probably does, but it's not him. Uh, you can talk to both of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pixel refresh and music as always eh, whatever who cares bye <laughs>